All right, friends, it's good to be with you here today. My name is Anthony Gamage. I'm the lead pastor at New Life Presbyterian Church in Dresher. And today I want to just continue the conversation looking at this topic of race and injustice in our nation. And so, you know, the fact that I'm sending one more email or podcast out about the issue of race and injustice may cause some to wonder why. For some, that question may arise from looking around and seeing a thousand issues in our world and in our community and wondering why I'm zeroing in on this, at least right now. Uh, and, and part of it, just know, is my own journey on this topic, as I, like many of you, are learning about and processing with the Lord a great deal right now. But part of this is also the fact that this topic is very unique with regards to being uh, in uh, just a pretty pivotal moment, I believe, uh, not just in the life of our nation, but in the life of our church. Uh, and so we'll get into that here probably in about two podcast. But for some, the question of why comes from a, a place uh, where maybe you're a little uncomfortable with talking about this so much, uh, asking if focusing on this uh, is taking our eyes off of Jesus. Uh, are we keeping the main thing the main thing if we're focusing on this social topic? Uh, and some have asked the question, is this a gospel issue? Uh, and so let me just say this, that last question, is this a gospel issue? It's a pretty loaded one, right? Um, you know, one author, I've heard uh, him define a gospel issue as one that is essential to a right understanding and practice of the Christian life uh, for, those who, um, for those who believe the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and that sounds great, right? Uh, a gospel issue is one that is essential to a right understanding and practice of the Christian life for those who believe in the good news of Jesus. Here's the problem. Depending on who you are, where you came from, what doctrines or practices are most important to you, there are many things that could fall into a category of a gospel issue, and some of them might not need to fall into that category. Uh, and really, in order to figure out this out in a meaningful way, you need a dissertation-level understanding of a particular topic and uh, a, a true study on what a gospel issue really is. And D.A. Carson actually tried to tackle this in an article uh, in, a, in a publication called Themelius, and, um, you know, it's a sticky one. Uh, and so... Um, don't get me wrong, I do believe that we could wrestle and get to the bottom of this question, is it a gospel issue? But we're not going to be able to do it in this five to ten minute podcast. So um, is it a gospel issue? Probably. Uh, but but maybe, uh, oh, I lost my place, sorry. Uh, but maybe I want to just reframe it by taking some of the potentially manipulative or loaded language out of it uh, and putting it this way. Is the current issue of racial injustice in America an important issue that is good for Christians to engage in at a na as a natural application of glorifying God and the work of Jesus Christ in our lives. Let me say it again. Is the current issue of racial injustice in America an important issue that is good for Christians to engage in as a natural application of glorifying God and the work of Jesus Christ in our lives? To that, I would answer, absolutely. Why? Well, let me give you three reasons. The first reason is as it pertains to the image of God. Genesis 1 tells us that humankind, man and woman, were made in the image of God. We were made in his image as representatives and given great value, great intrinsic value. We see this brought forward after the flood in Genesis 9-6, where God says, Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image, mankind being the use of the word man there. I believe this is the bedrock where the command to love your neighbor as yourself finds its roots. That's unpacked in the last six commandments. And even further, as you see the practical outworking of the law in everyday life in places like Deuteronomy. 
I believe James 3, 8 and 9 talks about the tongue and condemns cursing another human with our language. As it says, with our tongues, we bless the Lord uh, and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness or in the image of God. A natural outworking of this doctrine could be that an attack on another human is an attack on God. As it pertains to race and injustice that's being shoved in our face as a nation right now, it's very apparent that there are clear degradations of specifically black image bearers of God that has gone on not for months, not for years, or even decades, but rather centuries in our nation. Here's the third reason I believe it's good, and it's the t- or the second reason, and it's the topic of oppression. You see, this is a critical topic in this discussion, and uh, there's actually going to be a whole episode dedicated to this. But suffice it to say that places like Isaiah 1, 10, and James 2 shows us clearly that actively causing injustice or passively allowing it to happen to another image bearer is abhorrent to God, and at its worst could be an indicator that our faith is actually not real or alive. Again, more on that to come. Here's a third reason, uh, the topics of redemption and reconciliation. Genesis 3 shows us where it all fell apart. Sin enters the world, and the rift between humankind and God begins. But that rift was not simply between God and people, but also between people and people. We see shame show up in Adam and Eve. We see envy and strife and murder in Cain and Abel. The list could go on and on. But embedded in Genesis 12, we see a full-orbed redemption and reconciliation plan, including ethnic, begin to take place as God makes a covenant with Abram to make him a blessing to the nations. This thread continues on through the Great Commission in Matthew 28, where God's people are called to make disciples of the nations, and in Genesis, or I'm sorry, in Revelation 7, we see the culmination of this is in 7.9, John writes, After I looked, behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation and all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Who could go on, or I'm sorry, <laughs> we could go on from here. Uh, you could look at Joel 2, you could look at the book of Acts, uh, but you get the point. So let's zoom in a little bit more on this reconciliation piece, uh, being the breaking down of ethnic walls that divided Jews and non-Jews in their faith in God. In the Old Testament temple, there were lots of walls and curtains that divided, right? There were divisions between God and man. Uh, There was division between holy and unclean. And yes, there were dividing walls between Jewish and non-Jewish or Gentile followers of God. In Jesus, these curtains and walls came down as we see the curtain between God and humans ripped at Jesus' death. And then in Genesis 2.14, where it says that Christ himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility. I'll also say this, Paul seems to make racism in the church a gospel issue in in Galatians 3 when it said Peter stood condemned. Paul said Peter stood condemned when he went from eating with Gentiles to treating them as second-rate citizens when the Jewish leaders began to show up. It said he led Barnabas astray and was not keeping in step, this is the language, with the truth of the gospel. So his application, uh, his racist application uh, or activity, was not keeping in step with the truth of the gospel. All right, so two quick things to note here, and I'll wrap up. First, the arc of Scripture is that of redemption and reconciliation, both between God and people and people and people in general. You see that in topics like peacemaking. And if there were ever a moment to display God's redemption and reconciliation, it is now as the ethnic rifts in our country run so deep. I also believe the church needs to consider at a deeper level what reconciliation looks like between the historically white and black churches 
who have the same faith in Jesus. I hope to lean into this in a later podcast. But for now, I think we can say that God's heart for redemption and reconciliation in our moment of racial, inju- uh, of racial injustice tells us that it is good for Christians to engage in this. So lots more can be said, but uh, in my limited and growing understanding of this topic, I feel like it's pretty clear that the current issue of racial injustice in America is an important one and good for Christians to engage with. I also um, don't believe that it takes our eyes off of Jesus so long as we understand that it is being done as a natural application of glorifying God and the outworking of the work of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit in our lives, done in his name. So maybe more clearly, uh, than, uh, I would say this topic maybe even more clearly than other topics of justice that we might bump into. So this leads us to our uh, next question that will set us up for next time. What about all those other justice issues? Is it okay to focus so much here in this time and space? We'll take that up the next two episodes. In the meantime, thanks so much for joining us, uh, and I hope and pray that you uh, are doing well and stay safe. All right, take care.